So I put out today's episode and then I got the best email from one of my listeners, Erica, who is a mom like me, who is up at all hours, and she asked if I wouldn't mind doing a little bit more of a pop culture Hollywood Broadway roundup because she listens to my show in the middle of the night when she's got one eye open and she's trying to feed her baby. So Erica and to all the other moms and dads out there that are up late feeding their kids listening to my shows, I got you. So let's i'm gonna be okay so the reason i'm whispering is because we're listening to this in the middle of the night and also for those of you who have been listening to this show from the get-go you'll remember that me hannah and adriana did an asmr episode for like our third episode i think we did like an asmr segment and we did hair asmr we crinkled bags i don't even fucking know but anyways i'm bringing it back for this one okay so Let's kick this off and talk about Chrissy Teigen. Honestly, like, who is Chrissy Teigen other than one of my least favorite people? Well, Chrissy Teigen, as you know, is married to John Legend, and once upon a time, she was a model. She was discovered when she was a teenager, when she was working at, like, a surf shop or something like that, and she ended up landing a billabong campaign and then from there she was on sports illustrated and then she did some more modeling and then they got married and they had kids and she was like i'm gonna write cookbooks and then she's like oh i'm gonna come out with a cookware line and here's the thing it's like chrissy teigen got a little bit of like i don't want to call it clout but like she had a little bit of momentum that started back in like what was that like 2014 2015 and this is when like you know, you and I started to see a shift in things. This is when women stopped bashing other women. And it was like, hey, like, this is what I look like. This is what you look like. This is what you're into. This is what I'm into. But like, let's call the whole thing off. Like, you go like, get yours, right? Go get your life. This is when it stopped being cool for women to hate other women. We realized that we're better off like rallying behind each other because we make up more than half of the earth's population. Like, what are we doing? Right? And that whole thing was perpetuated by men being like, oh, women hate other women. And we're like, actually, we fucking don't. But anyways, so I feel like it was because of that, that for a hot chocolate second, the internet was like, oh my God, Chrissy Teigen, she's so funny. She's so witty. She just says what she wants. I love it. I'm here for it. I like, I'm all for a woman that speaks her mind, but I was never like obsessed with Chrissy Teigen. So, you know, here we go. She and Kris Jenner started this new business venture together called Safely, where they are coming out with all of these, like, super clean, whatever, cleaning products. Well, (laughs) everything was going okay. Chrissy was a partner in this, and then I guess she was also, like, the face of the product. Well, she is being dragged and canceled right now because old tweets of hers have resurfaced, and people are like, girl, you are a bully like there are no two ways about this you are a fucking bully so let me tell you do you guys remember courtney was it courtney stodden was that her name so this was a while ago but there was this girl named courtney 16 years old who wanted to be an actor and she expressed this to her parents and they discovered that this guy, this actor, this famous actor, Doug Hutchison, was offering, like, 
private acting lessons. At the time, Courtney was 16 and Doug was 51 years old. So her mom reached out and was like, hey, are you still giving lessons? Would you give lessons to my daughter? He was like, yeah, of course. And allegedly, that's when a romance like sparked between the two. And apparently her parents had full knowledge of it. They consented to it. She consented to it. Well, they ended up getting married. So recently, old tweets of Chrissy's that she tweeted at Courtney, who again, 16 years old, a minor, basically telling her to go fucking kill herself resurfaced and people like "Mm -mm, mm -mm." so now her like cookbooks are being taken off of shelves for major retailers her cookware line has been taken off of the shelves of major retailers chris jenner has cut her out and i guess has made it so that she'll work behind the scenes but any and all promotional images of chrissy that the get that the safely uh, Instagram had have all been taken down and like look Chris Jenner is loyal to the coin like that's what she wants she is here to get her money and get the fuck out so here is the thing it now begs the question should we punish people for things that they did say you know five years ago I think that the answer is like it just depends it depends on what it was and it depends on who they are now I'm a big believer that we all make mistakes. You and I make mistakes and we will until the day we die. That's just life. But if you demonstrate that it was either a one-time thing and not a pattern of behavior and or you demonstrate that you learned from your mistake, you know, it's like Corbin always says, he's like, look, these are our opinions now, but a year from now they might change. You know, I've certainly had huge changes of opinion. I used to rip Meghan Markle apart on this show and now I'm like, you know what? This woman, she's just trying to go out there and live her life, be a wife, be a mom, you know, figure out ways to make money and just be happy. And she's peddling racism. Like, just let her, you know, just let her, let her live. Who cares, right? I still stand by, by what I said about Meghan Marker, where I think that she 100% orchestrated her whole introduction to Prince Harry. But that doesn't matter now, because you know what matters now? It matters that they're safe. It matters that they're able to care for their children. It matters that they're happy. And it matters that they're no longer having to deal with systemic racism on a daily basis while being watched by the entire world. That's what matters now. Anyways, so I think like punishing someone from their, for their past, case by case basis. For me, I never thought that Chrissy Teigen was terribly bright. I never thought that she was clever. I never thought she was very cunning. I always just kind of thought that she was a pick me girl, you know, pick me, choose me, love me. Ugh. Anyways, so that's what's going on with that. Now I have to cover I have to cover Trump down in North Carolina. You guys, I know you've seen the footage. What the fuck was that? So we have not really seen Donald out in public making any sort of a speech or anything like that since the end of February. So he went and made a, a impassioned speech down in North Carolina at this like Republican gathering. And it was so fucking confusing. Like, what what was he saying? What was he talking about? Okay, so listen. I know I'm going to get some shit for this. And I actually, like, I have to commend you guys because, you know, I say a lot of stuff on this show and you guys really don't come after me, which I appreciate because it's all good, right? Like, what does my opinion matter to you? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. We're, we all have differing opinions and they change and 
ebbs and flows, like, it's fine. As long as you stand by what you say at the time, then you correct yourself later, like, yeah. So, <laughs> so Don made one good point, and that was that he always felt that COVID-19 was biochemical warfare. He always felt that it started in a lab, that it was leaked, released, whatever, from a lab, and now here we all are. He was very hesitant to say, oh, it came from somebody eating a bat. Now, here's the thing. COVID-19 and, and that whole like strain, it's been around for long enough that we have been researching it for decades now, which is also why we were able to come out with a vaccine so quickly because we we had been working on it anyway. And so we were like, hey, you know what? Now with this information, we'll make this and this and this and boom, off we go. So that was the one good point that he made. But then the rest of this speech, like, what was he even saying? So first of all, he's like going after Fauci. He's like, you know, now that we see Fauci's emails, he started off by saying, oh, don't wear a mask. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make a difference. And all of a sudden he's telling everyone to wear a mask. Well, here's the thing, Donald. And here's the thing, far right. Like, unfortunately, that's how viruses work. You know, we scientists can look at a virus and they can, you know, get it to do certain things within a controlled setting. But unfortunately, you kind of have to watch how it behaves. You have to watch how it mutates. You have to give it a little bit of time to really understand it. And in the beginning, we weren't really sure how long that this thing would live on surfaces. You know, so that's why we're all getting home from the grocery store. You know, we're stripping off our hazmat suits and then we're putting all of our groceries and washing them with dish soap. And then we realize that it doesn't live long on surfaces. And really, the way that it's transmitted, the most dangerous and effective way that it's transmitted is through fucking droplets. So yeah, wear a mask. And he's like, you know, he was anti-mask. And all of a sudden, he's telling everyone to wear a mask. It's not that he was anti-mask. It's that he did not yet have the data to understand how effective wearing a mask could and would ultimately end up being then I don't even know like he's like I'm watching America deteriorate and the police are being defunded and you know now they're looking into things and they're it's gonna show voter fraud and blah 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 he's also talking about like running for president again will not confirm whether or not he would run with Mike Pence and honestly it's like I said a few weeks ago I think Mike and Karen Pence are like you know what thanks but no thanks we're leaving now. Bye. And they're off somewhere reading a couple books off the New York Times bestseller list and just trying to forget about the last four years of their life, you know. And like Mike has said, like, yeah, like I have a good relationship with Don and Don's like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, me and Mike Pence, you know, we have a good relationship. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. Just like I said about the whole like Meghan Markle and Prince Harry thing with the Russell Royal family. And everyone is just so delighted. It's been overwhelmingly positive and loving. No, it hasn't. Let's call a spade a spade. It fucking has not. So uh, he will not confirm whether or not he's running again. He will not confirm who his running mate would be. I, mean, I don't even know. The rest of the speech was just an absolute disaster. He was mispronouncing things. He couldn't get his word. I mean, I, I just don't, I, I don't understand. I just don't understand. And he still refers to himself as the president. And now, now the, the right, they're like, oh, 
well, just you wait because, you know, once they look further into the voter fraud and all of that, it's going to prove that Don was the real winner and, and he's going to be put into office. No, it doesn't happen that way. That's not what happens. What happens is if they ever proved that there was meddling with the election, Biden and probably Kamala would be removed from office and then Nancy Pelosi would become the president. You don't just go back and say, hey, hey, you, come back here. You, you, you know, you, we're going to put you right back. It doesn't fucking work that way. The far right, they, they've all lost their mind. I said this before. I'll say it again. They've all lost their mind. If everyone would just pick up like a, a history book or a science book, we wouldn't be having half of the dumb conversations we have now. And I'm just going to say one more thing about the far right and then we're going to move on and talk more about Hollywood and Broadway and Disney and all that stuff. But okay. So have you guys seen the videos of all the people who have gone out and they've gotten the vaccine and now they claim that they are magnetic. I can't make this up. I wish I was making this up. I can't make this up. So basically what they're doing is they're like, look, watch this. And they're taking nickels, quarters, dimes, pennies, whatever they can get their hands on. And they are sticking our U.S. coins to their forehead, to their cheek, to their arms. They're like, this proves, it proves that there is metal in the vaccine. It proves that I've been implanted with a microchip. Girl, are you joking? The reason the coins are sticking to you is because you're dirty and you're sticky. It's not because you are now a magnet. And also, I'm pretty sure that the U.S. coins have no magnetic properties. So, goodbye. Good fucking bye. Oh, my God. All right. Let's talk a little bit about uh, about Disney. So, you guys know Cruella just came out. I haven't seen it yet. It's on Disney+. Plus. If you want to see it, you need to have, like, a super platinum premium subscription or you have to pay, like, $30 for it. However, they have now announced that a sequel is officially in the works, which is really exciting. But I am just hoping, I'm so hoping that they do a good job with this movie. And here's why. <sighs> Aladdin. <laughs> Sometimes it's really fun to see your favorite Disney animated films come to life with, like, people, actors, you know, like, live action. And then other times it's like, oh, probably shouldn't have touched this. Yeah, Aladdin was a perfect example of that. Like, you guys remember that came out. First of all, nobody could sing. No one. Not one person could sing. Nobody could act. The set design was a disaster. I mean, everything about that movie from start to finish was just an absolute nightmare and then like they're trying to have jasmine i don't even remember the girl's name sing this song like there's a way to do female empowerment sis that was not it and you know what i blame disney i blame disney for first of all for writing a shitty song number one number two for putting someone in a position that can't sing that doesn't have a strong powerful voice and i, I just the whole thing was I, she's like I will be silent. So I'm like, oh, God. Good God. I, I, honey, <laughs> I wish you would be silenced because you cannot sing. And you know what was even worse? Okay, well, I love this movie, but for Christ's sake. So Beauty and the Beast. So here's the tea. Cruella, the one that just came out, is starring Emma Stone. Emma Stone as an actor, I, you know, she's the kind of person that, like, you want Emma Stone at a dinner party. You want to introduce her to your parents. You find her to be interesting. As a friend, she's got, you know, great input, whatever. 
But as a fucking singer, no. And before you say anything to me, I understand that she was on Broadway and that she was in Chicago and all that bing bong. Well, I really don't care. That to me does not mean that she can sing. So she does freaking La La Land. And I'm like, what am I, what am I watching? What am I listening to? I'm confused. And freaking she does the movie with Ryan What's-His-Nuts. Neither of them could sing. But here's the tea. So originally, Emma Watson was going to be in La La Land. But then she got cast in Beauty and the Beast and was like, oh no, I can't do both. So she passed it up, went and did Beauty and the Beast and gave us that little treat, which I'll remind you of in just a second. And then Emma Stone stepped in and, and did La La Land. So now she's done Cruella. They're going to do a sequel. I'm just so hoping that it'll be better than whatever that performance was that she did in La La Land. Because did you guys see La La Land, that last scene where she's doing the the big song for like that final scene, that final audition? And she's like, you guys, she wasn't even singing. She was just screaming. She was yelling with musical accompaniment. I don't know what else to tell you, but it was not singing. But you know what really wasn't singing? Was Emma Watson and Beauty and the Beast. So we all remember the scene where Belle is feeding the chickens and she's talking, you know, no, sir, not me, I guarantee you, there must be more than this provincial life, blah, blah. She's singing this whole song about how, like, look, you know, I'm from this small town and, like, it's all good, but I have dreams, I have aspirations, I want to get out there, I want to feel my oats, I want to live my best life, I want to kiki, I want to do all this. And so she then runs up the side of the hill, very reminiscent of Maria in, Ju- you know, Julie Andrews, and the sound of music and she's twirling around and she's talking about whatever, right? So we have Paige O'Hara, who is the original voice of Belle, and she gets up to the mountain, and it's beautiful, and it's, you know, the, the, the trumpets and the French horns and the flutes and clarinets, all the music swells, and the timpani is going in the background, and it's, I want adventure in the great wide somewhere, I want it more than I can tell, but at once it might be grand to have someone understand. I want so much more than they've got planned. Like, it's such a beautiful, like, just this young woman being like, girl, I want to live my life. Well, Emma Watson comes along. And what do we get? We get a half-assed bing-bong up a hill, a computer-generated hill. We get half a twirl, and then we get, I want adventure in the great wide somewhere. I want it more. And, like, it's not even about the accent. So, like, don't come for me. It's not even about the accent. And then someone did a video on it that made me gag the house down boots because they're like, okay, what you need to understand is that the whole thing with Emma Watson and that moment in that song, they couldn't even auto-tune it. What they did was they had her sing one note, they put it into a keyboard, and then they, like, superimposed it in. Like, it wasn't even her. I don't know if that's the truth, but it sounds like the truth. And you know what? They're They're... They're putting it down, and I'm picking it up because that was just, oh, my God, what a mess. Whew. Anyways, okay, we'll talk about uh, something that's actually not a mess. So Ratatouille, the musical, which you guys know, was on TikTok, and I talked about it with Corbin, and it was so fabulous. It is now up for your Emmy consideration. I am so excited, and I'm pretty sure that it's being turned into, like, an actual musical when Broadway returns. Oh, my God, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I am so freaking excited. Um... Let's talk about, uh, let, mm, okay, so Machine Gun Kelly, 
he's problematic. So he's dating Megan Fox and blah, 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 good for you, whatever. Okay, this gross video of him just resurfaced where he was like, she's not 18 yet. Like, I don't care. I'm going to go after her now. Like, she's 17. I'll go after her now. Like, I'm 23 years old, bro. Like, I'm not like a creepy age. She's 17. I'm going to go after her now. No, no, sir. No, you will not. This whole thing. You know what? You know what we need to start doing, girls? We need when a guy, when a creepy guy approaches you and it's like, hey, how's it going? And you're like clearly not in the mood and you're not interested, which is us 99% of the time. We just want to be left the hell alone, honestly. And he's like, yo, like, let me ask how old you are. You know what you tell him? Tell him you're 38. Men, creepy men, don't want women that are older. And for them, 38 is old. Watch them turn into prunes and then turn into dust and, like, roll away from you. <laughs> that is what we need to be doing. Just tell someone that you're, yeah, just tell someone you're 36. <laughs> you know that I'm not wrong. Anyways, okay. Ouch. Oh, I also, a little bit of an update. I did um, some digging on the whole Ellie Kemper situation because I told you guys I would. And I guess she has released a little bit more of a statement. I really need to read the whole article, but I've got <sighs> no free time. I don't even know what day it is today. But um, she said, quote, she was 19 at the time when the veiled profit ball you know, picture was taken. She said, quote, I was not aware of this history at the time, but ignorance is no excuse. I was old enough to have educated myself before getting involved. I unequivocally deplore, denounce, and reject white supremacy. And you know what? Good for her. But it goes back to what I said. Like, do we punish people for something that they did 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 5 years ago, 2 years ago? Case-by-case basis. Of course, there are certain things that are absolutely never excusable that are never forgivable that it's not even like a teaching moment like you're just a bad person and that's it but then there's other things that are a teaching moment I think that this may be one of them so any hoodles all right that is what's going on in the world I hope you enjoyed this ASMR episode I I'm gonna go I have to eat dinner I'm super hungry <laughs> but thank you guys so much for humoring me for those of you who are tuning into this little bonus episode it's a little less formal than my normal episode so I hope you liked it and I will catch you guys next week so in the meantime take very good care from whatever you say productions my name is Samantha and I'll catch up with you later bye-bye